In 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 145. And from 2000, let's see, 145. I love them's. God, I couldn't do it at all. And from 2000, it's the Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. Uh, guys, I just have one little nose thing before we get to my song. I just went to the bathroom during the break, and I realized that oh. these boxer briefs that I'm wearing have no flap. This is a maximum security prison that I am in. There is no jailbreak. So for those of you in the audience who were doing a jailbreak all week, hoping to hear a report on it, sorry, not going to be happening. I do not have a flap. So for those of you that participated in the jailbreak, sorry, but I'm out. Okay. So you did, still last, huh? did not last very long. Okay. Very oh, short, short jailbreak. Yeah. But I was happy when I was just wearing boxers. I was like, no possibility of getting hurt today. All right. Let's get, let's, you know what? Enough of this talk. We've had fun, I'm but so let's turn confused. on. I'm so confused. How I got injured last week. <laughs> Down you guys on the get ground. Matt and Aaron, do you get the, the science of how he got hurt? Were you like on your phone or something? <laughs> that you're distracted? Like. Russell, I'll send you a, a homemade video later. <laughs> Speaking uh, of being on your phone in the bathroom, question for you. Oh, <laughs> I walked into yes, there are people that do it. I yeah. walked into a public bathroom the other day, and there was a person at the stall, one hand on the junk, yep. one hand with the see phone it all the time. Oh, yeah. I do it. No, uh, you wait, cannot one hand do on the, that. One you hand on the junk. That. No one hand way. On the junk. Not be, you cannot. I don't be, go one hand on the junk. I go unguided Scud missile style. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, Matt, I'm scudding it Matt, up. Sort this out. No way. Uh, I got two hands on my phone. I'm texting. Scudda. Scuddy. I was I was just I was appalled. I was like, you gotta be shitting me. What yeah, what really you possibly need to be yeah. looking at for the 30 seconds, seconds or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah. I, why not? What else? That's the perfect time to use your phone at the urinal. That's crazy, no, guys. Why not? I did I disagree. No, 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 no. That's Rob, perfect. Aaron, I would think less of you if I saw it in Vegas. Aaron, what we've talked about, there's a sickness of people walk. They just cannot not be on their phone. They cannot walk. They're like their necks are going to be creaked. Yeah. From they're just always looking down. It's like these little nerdy guys and their elbows are always tucked in and they're like, they're like alligators, like looking at their phone, you know, Jesus. Would you say someone who's been walking the dog lately and watching TikToks at the same time that that would be the indication <laughs> that maybe you have an issue? Yeah. Rob. Yes, I would say definitely. <laughs> huh. Leave just, your phone I at home. What's holding the pants up if you get one on the junk and one on the phone? Like when the, yeah, when the pants just fall off entirely. Muscular thighs, my friend. <laughs> okay. Muscular thighs. Damn it. All right. Let's get, guys, let's turn on the radio. Okay. Oh, I was just, listening. I was actually Rob, listening. When you're done, when you're done. So when you're done. Yeah. Do you this pocket the phone I'll, and replace? <laughs> how do you get? Hold on, uh, Russell, how do you get Russell and Rob, that's Russell. Todd. Take, take take your earphones off real quick. I got to talk to Rosie. Russell, I'll yell at you. Your okay. Isn't this great, Rosie? Because last episode, Rob just kept interrupting Russell. Russell is just, Rob just wants to get to his son. I know you guys can't <laughs> yeah. hear. Take, Russell, take your headphones <laughs> yeah. off. You can't hear. And now, and now Rob, he just wants to get to his son. And Russell's just giving it right Russell back to him. Just giving him the business. I like this. All right, guys, come on back. Headphones on. I the problem headphones is on. here's the problem, Russell. Is if I put the phone back in the pocket, those pants are falling down. Sorry, you know what I, I mean? wasn't like, listening. I was waiting for it. I was waiting don't for a take it out. Song. Just never take your. If you don't take the phone just out, you don't have to worry about putting it back in. What are you looking at? You're just looking at the wall. 
So Rob, when you're yes. when you're replacing everything, you're putting where it's stuff where it goes back. <laughs> so you do it with one hand with the phone on in the hand. Yeah, oh yeah. That, what, uh, two you, like, hands? Switch hands. Two like, hands. I'm not a fireman wrapping up a hose. I mean, what <laughs> is this? so you like you zip up your fly with one hand while your phone's in your hand. Well, this well, this explains it. No wonder he. <laughs> no wonder he screwed him himself or whatever it was. Yeah. At uh, some point, the phone has to go back. There's no way you get through the whole trip with the phone out. I knew it was bad because I was trying to uh, push volume up on my penis. I was like, wait, if that's here, then where's my. Wait, I thought I have an XL phone. Oh, I don't know. There's something there. Listen, guys, let's turn on the radio and just see what plays. I actually listened to a list of 896 greatest songs. And this was 896, so let's check it out. Number one in my book. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. And I just have one message for all the haters out there. Uh, I know this song's not on the album, but the other songs were hard to rap to. <laughs> Frustrated. What? He dated. <laughs> Old ladies. Oh. Frustrated. <laughs> he dated. <laughs> Old ladies. <laughs> uh, dated. Can Russ get that A-A-R-P ass? <laughs> Old ladies, Russ dated. He dated. Old ladies, Russ hid with his silence. The fact that 64 is the age on her license. You want to know why Russ did what he did? Going to early bird dinner just to hit on all them? Their hair is gray. She's a retiree. He doesn't have to worry about making a baby. And then we all said, uh, Russell, you dating cougars? Uh-uh. You only date women that can't use computers. Well, they have aged well. Have an old lady smell. Jitterbug for her cell. Get their email through. AOL. She's divorced. Buys Russ shirts for Lacoste. But every Sunday, she makes a really good spaghetti sauce. She's got eight cats. Doesn't drive very fast. But Russ likes the feel of her old lady hands. We discussed. Hold up. Wait a minute right there, Russ. Be careful when you bang her. She has rheumatoid arthritis. Russ dated. He dated. Old lady. Russ dated. He dated. Old lady. Russ dated. He dated. Old lady. Can Russ get that AARP ass, please? So bad I did again. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all This is a no kink shame show. I feel like I just got shamed. Right. I think the most visceral part of that song is dating somebody with old lady hands. Like that's when you know them, right? You grab those hands and they're papery thin. Beck did it better. All right, everybody. Listen, we're here. We're recovering from that song. Uh, I've got four guys here talking about uh, Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. Having trouble with it today. Marshall Mathers LP. And I've got four guys here who thought there was it was about the plan to bring food to Europe after World War II. What? Rob Smart again? I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just enjoying hanging out with you guys. So thanks for having me, Rob. Always great to be on the, the podcast with you and the, the other hosts. Jeez. Sounds like you're quitting, man. Please don't quit. Uh, I got Russell in uh, Minnesota. Russell, why are you doing? Rob, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the podcast, the downloads every day I am. Just dating old ladies for that AARP ass is the way I am. <laughs> you know that was a freestyle wow. off the dome, too. Pivot. That's how good he is. That's a pivot. Nice. This is Russell's 69 mile for sure. And I've got Aaron 
out in California. Now, Aaron told me that he calls those wrappers on Reese's uh, peanut butter cups, the panties. Aaron, how are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I knew that one would get Aaron. I knew that one would distract him. Can I come back for that one? What? It's, He's it's, like, I, I just got to take off these panties before I eat oh, the Reese's no, cups. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to start doing it now, aren't you? Maybe. Say that to somebody. Next time you're, like eating, it. Next time you're oh. eating Reese's cups, especially if it's a big cup. Oh, sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot it. Let's talk about the Marshall Mathers LP. Gas stations <laughs> sell single big cups. I do not want to buy king size candy bars all the time. I don't need four Reese's cups. That's too, too many. I need two. Okay, when I take off those panties and and eat that cup, (laughs) stick the hole in the middle. You know what I mean? You get out the hole in the middle first. All right. Well, try not calling them panties from now on. Think about it. What other candies have panties, Rob? (sighs) You know what? I guess those ones you get for Valentine's, like the hearts. You got to pull those out of the panties when you grab them, right? They come with the panties on. I suppose. All right. (laughs) Let's get into, let's get into the voicemail here. Why mess around? Okay. We got a voicemail. Quick. We're going to make this a quick episode. Dumb, 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 shit listeners. Like listeners. I misclicked. Dumb, 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 shit listeners. Like listeners. That's proudest work. Callers are so stupid. That laugh, it got me again, Aaron. Fuck off. Got me again. Callers are so stupid. It's like Shaggy. <laughs> Great new voicemail, Rob. Hey guys, I'm calling to report I am all caught up. Got up, made it. All 141 episodes. Wow. Just started listening this last fall, and uh, now I gotta wait every week for a new episode. Um, but to commemorate, I want to I want you to jump in the time machine with me. Oh. Metal door opens. Smoke. Rivet. <laughs> so you Smoke. know how to do it, Rob. Exit. I step out. I walk past Rob, making out with himself, and this is what I see from the last episode of my catch up. Okay. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> This is what's going to get us a copyright strike. You know that, right? It's, it's going to be like two degrees of copyright infringement. He's voicemailing at him doing the peewee bit. He, he, he called with the peewee bit? I think he's doing it. I don't think it's peewee. I think it's him doing it. Wait, I think it's, yeah, that's him doing it for sure. What? Wow. The show. <laughs> really, that is him. Oh my god! It didn't even occur to what? me that that's really him doing the balloon bit. Man, he's deranged. Oh my god! What a great voicemail, I guys. Mean, this show. We might have to get, we might have to get have him to on the show. Sometime. Podcast sometime, yeah. right? That's quite a, quite a bit. Be all the monkeys. Now, now I want you to think about that. He started when? When did he start calling? He said, "Well, he said last fall he finally figured it out, and it took yeah. him thirty episodes to figure out it was me, his good buddy." <laughs> Back in the day, oh, I forgot that. That, so that I was that I was on the podcast. So he, he, he got said through last what? fall. He got through 150 episodes in six months. Yeah, that's nuts. 150 episodes in six months. How how many how many hours of podcasts have we produced, Rob? Do you have any idea? Does, is there any metric anywhere? I, Probably let's say eight months. We'll give him eight months. Hour and a half a show. Eight. for 140. 90, 10, 140. 
if you give him eight months, it was about 20 episodes a month. It's about one every other, almost more Guys, than one, one every other day. Impressive. We, we can't do this because he listened to like a thousand minutes of us. No, like, a th- oh no, this is not the time for me to be doing math. Listen, <laughs> do you, do you guys know what our voicemail greeting is, by the way? That's what I took from the call, by the way, that he liked my voicemail greeting bit. Didn't yeah. listen to the rest of it. Do you guys know what our voicemail greeting is right now? Do any no, of you know? It. No. All right, let's play it right now. Tell me what you think of this. Now, this is a Pee-wee long one. Balloon? This is a... <laughs> that would be a good bit. This is a long one. Hey, Chuck. This is your cousin, Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Berry? Yeah, you know that voicemail you've been looking for? Well, I've got it. This is the voicemail for Beck Did It Better, the podcast. You play a message and ask a question, we'll play it on the show or whatever. <laughs> now, I also have one just called Aaron. Now, I don't know what this is, but let's play. Let's oh, see. Geez. Should I switch to this one? Uh, let's hear it. Thanks for calling the Beck line. Please leave a short message and ask us a question that we can talk about on the show. It helps if it's funny because that helps make up for Aaron. Oh, <laughs> what the hell, Rob? Man, Aaron, oh, I, yeah. formally, I want to formally apologize for that. Deleted. Get rid I, of that. Borderline. All right, you know what? Look at this. Delete. Delete. Okay, what gone. Don't need it. Okay, this how about this one? You might be- hey, hey, Rob, just in case you want it, you don't have to exit it from the trash. You can go re- re- <laughs> reinstate it. Okay, you might be famous. Thank you for calling the Beck Did It Better hotline. <laughs> if you have something to say, or a compliment, or something nice to say, or a question, or you need dating advice, you've come to the right place. Leave a message and say your name or not, or whatever, I don't care. And we will play it on the podcast. You might be famous. It's like you're the fifth co host. That one's not good. That was an early one. Don't like that. And this one's just called Rob Quick, I think. Thank you for calling. Beck did it better. Leave a message. <laughs> All right. So that. So I think that Marvin Berry one's the best, right? We need to leave that. Yes. Any ideas for a voicemail yeah. that I should leave? Good one. Because no. you guys don't want to go to my next bit. You, do you have any voicemail ideas? No. What about one? Huh. I could do one about. Maybe it's, I just play the Russell Lady song. I mean, that's not a bad bit, right? I thought you that was the next bit. Uh, on that voicemail, yes, I do. I have one more bit for the voicemail. Let's hear it. Do you guys want to watch the uh, balloon video? No. The Pee Wee balloon video? I I, I will always oh, watch it. All right, let's watch that it. That is the funniest thing. It's, it's so funny. Whoa. <laughs> it's, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. No, this is not the guy in the goddamn balloon. This is. This this could be John Free Diner. Right oh, guys, he doesn't want to be in the balloon. This is a guy getting trapped in a giant balloon. He does. Oh, drat. Drat. Oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. I think I think John Free Diner got through 18 episodes a month, and he's going to hear this one and hear himself and get through zero in the next month. That's it. That's he's the, done. This is this is the straw that broke Camel's back. Now, just to let everybody know, that is a video again of a guy getting caught in a giant balloon and acting like he's not insanely turned on by it. That's what I. That's what I keep. I he, he wants to be stuck in there, right? That's the one hundred percent. Just okay. The feel, and now so we I, know Russell's opinion on the feel of or the sounds of balloons rubbing on things, but that guy feels gross. quite the opposite. Gross. I want you guys to think about this. So we, on average, 90 minutes an episode, right? Hour and a yeah. half. Is that, that mm-hmm. Creeping up a little more than that. <laughs> no, we're going to do it faster. Remember we're at 144 episodes, 90 minutes. Yeah. 
That's 12,960 minutes. Oh, my God. Where are my Divide bills? that by 60 for an hour. That's 216 hours worth of content. Oh, my God. And then divide that by 24. Oh. That's nine, day, nine, nine full days of oh. content. My God. Just think of what John from Edina could have learned if he just would have like he could be like fluent <laughs> in French or right anything now, else, something. So if that's nine days, I bet it's taken us what that time to record, right? Plus me, like triple the time to edit. Oh my god! Well, yeah, you that takes and then you, go, again for preparing. Oh no wonder things are not going great at home. <laughs> Using all my time on the old podcast. Oh boy! Plus I'm looking up all these balloon videos. That keeps me busy. Russell, what year did we start? How, how, when did, when was our, like, our, about was our first episode? In 2020. Yeah, Four Friends. In 2020. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like September, when it was July, August, August. When was that? August, was August. Okay. August yeah. yeah. It was after, you know, after the summer when Rob and I got confused on the lake. Oh, yeah. You know what's wild is, is I got an update from TikTok saying, oh, your Nooch video is one year old. <laughs> I was like, you're serious? We were doing the Nooch bit a year ago. I would have said that was three months ago. I ate so much nooch today too. I thought I think you guys every time I just I you're, really pounded some nooch today, dude. You're mooching that nooch still, uh, man. Every every time, every chance I get. Oh my god! Like Pauly Shore would say, "You're snooching the snooch." Oh, you're snooching <laughs> that nooch, Russell. Are you going to add something to nooch bit? Come on, let's go. I, I love the. You know, one of the DVDs I decided to keep last week. You guys told me to throw them all away. Was Bull Durham because I'm a huge fan of. Nuke, nuke the nooch, Lanouch. Oh. Nuke Lanouch. Guys, did you know that? Hey, Rob, that, did you, guy, Rob, or, Rob didn't you laugh at my joke? <laughs> <laughs> did you not hear my joke? Can I, can I honestly tell you why I didn't laugh? Because I was thinking about how to set up a nooch Gingrich joke. <laughs> I am so sorry. Hey, should I come to St. Olaf with my wife who's dying? But don't worry, I'm going to divorce her. That's my what? nooch Gingrich joke. That's what he did. His wife is like, oh, I'm so sick. I'm going to die. And he's like, see ya. I mean, it's like a, <sighs> all right. a you know what? Stop jokes. You know what? Don't we're actually going to sit in that one. <laughs> we're going to sit in that We're going to think about it. it. Right? What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to sit. Actually, we're going to sit and think about what we've done. Okay? And we're going to think, is this where we want to go? This. Is that where you want to go? A Nooch Gingrich joke? First of all, very select group of people that will understand a Nooch Gingrich joke at all. You'd have to pick up the nooch thing from a year ago. So unless you're a psycho who's been listening to all 30 episodes in six months, you have no idea what we're talking about. Unless you have a Samsung free, because I want to remind you, that is the episode that was very popular. That's our most downloaded episode, The Stooges. Another shitty episode. Yeah. Everybody on Samsung is like, who is it? What is this shitty episode? Rob, do you remember when we broke through on Samsung and we thought we were going to make it big and then we've (laughs) still got the same amount of downloads that we have from a year ago? Yeah. Throwing middle fingers at everybody. Yeah. We're we're going to the moon. (laughs) I may have, I may have thought we were too big at the time. The problem with, that's the problem with going to the top, treating everybody like shit. You see them on the way down too, man. That's the lesson I've learned. Uh, Now let's get into rolling going. It's Wait, did I show you guys the balloon video? It's time to see what everybody's up to. No. <laughs> it's time for Rolling Going. The Pee Wee Herman one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, Rosie, Rolling Going, how's it going with you? Uh, it's going pretty good. Usual stuff out here. End of, uh, end of the school year types of things for the kiddos. So we've been over at the school a lot. <clears throat> and on Wednesday night this last week was uh, open house. So we went. To, we had to go... 
you know, check out all the the accomplishments that my my young lad achieved this year and go meet his first grade teacher. And then, of course, as happens at these things, open house is done. The kids run around. You know, they get wild until somebody gets hurt. Well, this time it was my guy who got hurt, ran into a friend, yeah. got a full on like Rocky Balboa black eye. Wow. His very His very first perfect black eye. I'm wondering, if it, like, can you guys remember? Can you remember your first like significant injury as a kid? Yeah, I can. Because it was when I was doing this podcast. I never got a black eye growing up until I got punched in that Muay Thai class. And I got to tell everybody I got a black eye doing Muay Thai, including my mom. It was awesome. It ruled. I don't remember my first black eye. My most memorable black eye was in Vegas. I was hit in the face by a man with a beer bottle who he did not like something I had done. And he walked up behind me and he hit me in the face right under the eye with a beer bottle. Now, listen, I don't want to play a funny song to this, Russell, but I have to. It's in my contract. I can't imagine. Did you black out? How do you feel? I have to ask. What kind of beer was it? Because that's going to go along. Because like a Corona bottle? I think it was a, if I had to guess, I would say a Corona. Yes. I think that might be the best bottle to get hit with though. Like you don't want like this lime in your eye when they hit you with it too. It's the worst. It's the worst. You're like, ah, that's insane injury. Did it it break? (laughs) Did not break. Oh God. Oh, Oh. it was right in front of the Bellagio. There was Mm -hmm. a group of what I would appear to be tourists that were taking pictures in front of the Bellagio fountains. And there was just a ton of people outside walking around and there was two um, roughnecks, we'll call them, just kind of mm-hmm. idiot dudes out there. And they kept getting in the way of these people's pictures, just yelling, being drunk, loud, being idiots. And I was younger at the time. Now I would oh, just no. walk by. I wouldn't even think about it. But no. I, sometimes I can't <gasps> keep my mouth shut. Russell. And so this guy started yelling at everyone. He was yelling and hollering. He goes, I'm going to kick the shit out of everyone out here. Starts hollering and yelling at everything. I kind of looked and he yelled it and I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, this is so stupid. The, the behavior here is ridiculous. Oh. He looked at me and he goes, did you just roll your eyes at me? And I go, yeah, you're being a fucking asshole. And oh. he started yelling at me. So I started walking yeah. with my buddies and we kept walking. He walked up behind me and hit me right <gasps> under the eye with a beer bottle. Are you fucking God. serious, oh Russell? I what? am dead serious. If you want confirmation, you could ask the pleasure principle to leave a voicemail <laughs> oh, and confirm no. this story. He was there. Oh no. Russell. Oh. So what happens next? What happens? So, you go to the hospital, so you... I go down, I go down, I hit the ground and right. I'm on the ground for a second. And it, it, it takes like a second for me to realize he just hit me in the face with a beer bottle. Right. And you're taking the shards of glass, putting them on the tape on your hands and you're ready to go Rocky <laughs> two style. Yes. <laughs> Rambo, I believe it was technically. Yeah, you're but. ready to enter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Rocky, there's no broken glass on the glove. Thunderlips, no, this is this is an exhibition man. He's all cut up. Isn't that kickboxer? Isn't that kid where they put the thing on and then they go and they They do that grind? too. That's one of yeah. the many movies where people betting. I never knew what betting was growing up because I was like, if I go bet, do I have to stand in an arena and guys are just yelling with paper? Please, and I have to yeah. figure out what they mean. Oh, I'd never be able to do that. So, we Russell, what happens? Need more movies where they're putting their fists in glass before a fight, oh, though, right? Oh, oh, 100%. Every movie would be better with that. The Notebook, Avatar, everything. <laughs> so, I get up, and I this is right in front of the Bellagio Fountains, like a very nice part of Vegas, right? And so, I get up, and I start, like, yelling at the guy and walking towards him, like, wanting to fight, but deep down, like, not wanting to, you know. Right. Like, and he's still holding like the bottle. Whole, 
Because it didn't break. It's like a, you still it's got like it. a hold me back thing. So I start walking and start yelling at the guy, and my buddies kind of grabbed me and pulled me out of there. I'm I'm glad they did. Nothing good would have came of it. Yeah. I I, I you know probably would have ended up you know dead in the fountains afterwards. And so essentially, my buddies said, "Well, we got to go like report this to the police or something." I'm like, "We're in Vegas. I don't think anyone gives a shit." So we go into the Bellagio and we tell the security of the Bellagio, and they didn't care one bit. <gasps> they didn't say anything. Really, um, but. They did give me some ice for my eye, but yeah, I got hit in the face wow. with a beer bottle that night Jesus in Las Vegas. Christ, Russell. Oh, that makes my eye hurt just thinking about it. Oh, I can't imagine I'm going to have to edit this later. Oh, more hours of my life oh. thinking about getting in the eye with things. Two other memories from that trip to Vegas. One would be, I think I've only been to a, to a gentleman's club in Vegas one time in my life, and this was the one time. Yeah. But it, it was one of those nights where you get pre black eye, pre black eye or post pre black eye night before nice. the black eye. Okay. And so we go and it was one of those nights where a handful of us stayed quite a while and we left and it was like the, uh, varsity blues thing when you walk out and it's light outside. No, I no did the, way, I, man. the only time in my life I've ever done that walk out of a gentleman's club and it's light outside. Oh, what a depressing, you're covered in Buffalo wing sauce from inside. I mean, so depressing, <laughs> so depressing, Matt, what was your first black eye? Um, I don't remember mine, but I distinctly remember Leo's cause Leo, we were at uh, Barry's house in Burnsville and he has a, well, a house where you can like run around. Like, so like there's a stairs down to the basement, but it's, it's one where you can run around. There's, there's oh, a nice yeah. track. Yep. Barry's kids are a little bit older and some of the other kids were there a little older. And so my kid was just having a great time and they're running around shooting mm-hmm. nerf darts or whatever. Well, it's clearly like a one-way path. And I think my kids started going the other way. So it was going against traffic and clearly he went and hit square head on head. Ah, so he got this ooh. and then fell back on the hardwood floor. So he had a big knot in the front and a mm-hmm. big knot in the back. And it was kind of his first big one, but he was having fun playing with the, with the older kids. And so I'm telling you, I had happens, to shake it up, but, but had the big, the big eggs. I always was, wondered why parents, as soon as we started having fun, the parents would be like, Hey, Hey, come on now. So yeah. down. And it's because yeah. every time your kid gets injured, they're at maximum fun. They are never having a miserable time, then get injured. They are always having right. a fucking blast. And then they like, fall and you think oh my god my parenting so how'd your Aaron how did your son bounce back did is is he proud of the black guy does he oh, how yeah, did he, he was, how did he deal with it yeah bounce back we put some ice on it uh he didn't want the ice at first but yeah then he he bounced back and then he woke up in the morning and he said my eyes feel better because I closed it all night and then yeah he still got a little bit of a bruise there when he went to school proudly so he he handled it great man well I'd look out because you know I used to use um like you know you get a pea a thing of peas and you could put it on there for a black eye but then I woke up one day and I said, uh, my lumps, my lumps, my lovely lady lumps. And I was like, oh. Shouldn't have used the black eyed peas. Black eyed oh, peas. Yeah. You got to It's a walk See, and it's not worth it when you get there. But we took it together. So that was, you know. There, there has right. to be part of you, Aaron, that thought you should have like gotten out the raw steak and just put it, put, put it on the face. Directly, mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mentioned that actually. We didn't have any raw steak, but if we had had it, I would, I, yeah. on the way home, I was like, you know, in the sand lot that, yeah, no, hundred percent. I was ready to take this metal tin of fettuccine and put it against your eye. <laughs> That's what we have. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's it for me. How's it going? How's it rolling going with Russell? It's going good. I was actually down rolling going. It's going well, Aaron. Appreciate you asking. I was actually down <laughs> for Mother's Day. I went and picked up my mom and I drove her down and we went and saw with my sister and her kids. We went and saw a play or a musical at the Rochester Civic Theater. I've told you guys before about going down there. 
But this time they were actually showing a Disney musical, The Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. The Little Mermaid was playing at the Rochester Civic Theater. So my mom and I had a good drive down. We actually, on the way, I didn't mention this, on the way drive drive down, I, my mom told me, she goes, guess what I watched on TV the last few weeks? She goes, Breaking Bad. And I was like, oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> That's not like a normal mom show. And then she goes, guess what else I watched? She goes, Better Call Saul. She goes, it wasn't as good as Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, I disagree with your mother. Talk I disagree. Her, I talked to her a few days ago. She goes, yeah. guess what I'm watching now? I go, I go, I don't know. She goes, I'm re-watching Breaking Bad. She's <laughs> doing it again. Wow. She's re-binging it. So I, I have props for me. We think, went down. I think the fact ahead. that Russell's mom starts all of her senses as, with a question, just like Russell does, I think is so good. Yeah. Like, hey, that's a nice part of Vegas, right? <laughs> We're like... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> guess guess what I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> guess where I was this weekend. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Russell's whole conversations are just questions. God, that's maybe so good. that might not, that might not even be how she does it. You know, you know, Rob, that might not even be how she does it. Maybe that's just how I interpret it. <laughs> yeah, what do you it. think? So we go down and we see the show is The Little Mermaid, and they're, you know what, these Disney songs, <laughs> the musicals, Disney is amazing. Like, there's a reason these they, they always kill it. Listen to some of the songs that they crushed it down at the Rochester right. Civic Theater. Part of Your World. Yeah. Great song. Under Killer. the Sea. Yeah. Kiss yeah. the Girl. And yeah. I'm going to yeah. have Rob pull up my favorite one. This is the best one. I think Aaron will see this coming for me. I don't know if he'll remember it, but the best song of the whole thing is when Ursula, the evil, yeah. evil octopus, <laughs> comes out and sings Poor Unfortunate Soul. Yeah. I am all about like the villain. In like Disney movies or cartoons or movies, I'm all about the villain. And when the villain has a chance to shine, I, I can't get enough of it. And this is a fantastic opportunity for the villain to shine. Poor unfortunate soul. Oh, this is the scary part. Pat Carroll. Were you guys ever attracted to Ursula? <laughs> I mean, I okay. Now listen, no kick shaming, Rob. No. So go ahead, tell us. No, Russell, yeah, Russell put your put your hand down. We know why you are. But here's the thing: it's a woman on top. Nice, right? And what a woman, right? Body language. We know what we're talking. So She's then got the, eight eight tentacles at least. Octopus. Okay, no. eight no. tentacles. <laughs> what? I just said octopus. Eight tentacles. And two hands. Rob, remember when your wife used to get the four-handed massage? Imagine what Ursula could do in that <laughs> massage room. You would not be a poor, I, unfortunate soul. I cannot tell you how happy I am you jumped in there, Russell, because I was like, uh-oh, how am I going to end this bit? And I, it just was like, I can't say that. I can't say that. But unfortunately, Russell, you are incorrect. The best song of Little Mermaid is... The French Chef song. Oh, the French Chef song was oh, so good. It is such a good song. The French Chef song is a song I memorized when I was younger. But I never knew you were speaking French. So when he says like Sacre Bleu, I thought it was like Sacre of Blue or something. And so there was a character in the play that was dressed like this crab dude here. I don't know what his name is. Sebastian. Sebastian. Is that right? Russell. Just a Fashion. human dressed as just as a, a big crab, Rob. We've talked about those crabs before, haven't we? Now, Russell, I say this with all due respect. What the fuck are you talking about? When have we possibly dressed and <laughs> talked about people dressed like crabs? We talked. You've talked about crabs before because you <laughs> claimed that Aaron didn't what, like that we called it pubic lace. <laughs> what? 
I had nine days of uh, material. Man. I'm forget something. You know what yeah. though? I'm gonna bet. I, I bet I did talk about pubic lice because that I do think that's a way worse name. So either way, I had a great time and saw the Crab Little Mermaid. Fun. But if I think if you ever get a chance to go see any sort of Disney thing, it's gonna crush because the songs are amazing. They they yeah. always kill it. Yeah. But I did have one other question. I went tonight to a to a bar. It was kind of a a distillery and we went in there and it was really fancy kind of, you know, they've got the dark lights and everything. I think it's called a, uh, what's it called, man? It starts with an S and O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy's and yep. kind of over by the U. Starts with an S. It's a really nice bar and everything. And I was, I was noticing they had this huge bar, this huge wall, nothing really on the wall. <laughs> what are your guys thoughts about a bar that has no TVs? I find it to be pretentious and just kind of annoying. Has anyone ever gone to a bar before and said, man, I wish there were less TVs? No. So why not have TVs in a bar? What are a your thoughts? A lot of people do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot no, of people. I agree with Russell. <laughs> Matt, Aaron, what do you think? If you if you go to a bar with no TVs, like I just feel like this bar wouldn't have been less fun if they had the Twins game up on the corner, right? right? Well, I mean, I guess it all depends. If you're going by yourself, yeah, you want something else to do or watch something like that. But if you're going with people... I mean, you're supposed to be there talking to them, right? And conversing mm-hmm. with them. You're not supposed to be watching the Twins game while the other people are having a conversation over here, right? But what if you and the other people decided there was going to be no runs in the first inning? Maybe you put $5 on it and you actually can talk about it. So now you're doing both. You're actually incorporating everything. And maybe by all the people, I mean you yeah, and your wife. Well, the, the bet has been made. It's a sunk cost, whether... You see it live or you check a half hour later to see if that bet hit or not. Yeah. Does true. it really matter? Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? Okay, I'll socialize. Man. I mean, I you might, I guess you well. might kind of want to know what you're getting into. You might want to know yeah. you're going to a bar with no TVs. But I, I agree with Matt. In the right, with the right company, you don't need the TV. Yeah. If you're in the right company and the TV's there, you can just ignore it, though. That's the point. <laughs> see, I can't. That's yeah, my me, problem. Yeah. Oh, I so you're saying you don't have the discipline to ignore it. <laughs> Correct. I don't. I have to position myself with my back to the TV. Uh, yeah, sometimes, Russell, when you're watching a show that you've seen over and over and over, like for years and years and years, and it's just a show you've seen over and over, sometimes you want to watch a new show. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to watch something else. You don't want to just have that same rerun over and over that maybe you've had for a long time. Uh, well, we won't rerun my Rolling Going. So, Matt, Rolling Going, how's it going with you? Uh, good. I think I hit a, a milestone in my my most recent uh, workout activities. I am not the worst person in yoga class anymore. Yes. Hey. Not the worst. Go. What a, I'm, well, so, oh, wait a minute. We got to find a good. Doom, doom. This is the oh, closest yes. I got to yoga music, I think. Round ball yeah. rock. So, I am not a flexible person. I have always just done like the called the football workout and not even like not even Rob's like uh, competition lifts. Right. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like the, the 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 beach workout, if you will. The, Things like that. I'd run a little biceps, bit. Triceps. Bench, curls. The neck. Shoulders, bench, the neck you know, machine. Squat every once in a great while just to say you did it kind of a thing. That kind of thing. So. I decided that I decided this year was going to be the year of taking classes. I just take classes left and right. I love no, it. Nice. Don't even go up to the third floor of Lifetime. I just stay on the second floor because that's where all the classes are. Kind Uh-oh. of a thing. This is a map. Of and Lifetime. so I'm. I've. I've. It's taken me. What is it? We're in May, and it's taken me five months, and I'm not the worst one in in, uh, in how, yoga uh, anymore. How, why, so why do you, why are you judging it on a competitive scale? Like you got to be better than someone, or what? Where's that? No, it's a practice, man. No, it's not. It's not a, it's not a competitive scale, but I think, you know, when you, 
there are, um, wherever you do, right. You go to any class, you go to spin class. There's people that just kick the shit out of mm-hmm. the bike. Right. And there's people that go to yoga. There are unbelievable. There's old, there's old men oh, that are Russell. unbelievably oh, great. Matt, relax. Are there, are there, are there old, uh, yeah. Old, old yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to stay away from it. There's old women that are unbelievable. There's young women that are unbelievable yogis, if you will, or whatever. Right. And so it's just one of those things where you want it. You feel like you don't like, you don't, if you're the worst one there and it's never, it's not a competition. Right. But it's, it's one of those things where if you are clearly like the worst one, it's, it's a little bit intimidating and nobody's judging you or anything. So you finally get to a spot where you're not the worst one anymore and you kind of feel a little bit good about yourself. And yeah. Now, Matt, let me ask you, does, does your instructor, cause this was my favorite part of yoga. Yep. Is that when you were doing a position slightly wrong, the instructor would come over and gently shift your hips into the right spot or press down no. on your back. I oh, Rob, loved we would that call part. Adjust, uh, adjusting. Oh, adjustments. I loved it. I was like, oh, I don't know. My Shavasana is not quite right. I'd be like, oh, there's something wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something uh, wrong. Actually, my, my nipples don't feel flexible enough. Why don't you try stretching those out or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Just a little tug. Just little a tug. little. How about me, Fox? Yeah. I've got nipples. Oh, I'm, oh, a cow? Okay, I know where this is going. Yeah. No, but I do feel like they're not give, they're not hands-on instructions, but like from across the room, you know, she's walking around mm. saying, okay, do this, whatever. I do feel like they're always talking to me when they say like, nope, no, nope, you got yeah. you know, to you straighten your legs out here. Your legs should yeah. be straight here and things like that. I do feel like they're always talking just to me, though, because I'm never <laughs> doing things right. So, Yeah. So a little bit of column A, a little bit of column yeah. B. Matt, how often do you do yoga? Uh, once or twice a week. You know, there's like a, an actual yoga class and there's like this warrior sculpt thing that I go mm-hmm. branded for me, Dinah, go to the, that with him. And that's a little different, but you know, like the actual yoga class. So I try to go twice wow. and yeah, get it in. And good for you, man. That's great. A better yogi. But- it's good stuff. Right. Because look, I think we're all, you know, Rob, I'll, I'll admit that you're a little bit of a motivation with how much weight you can move. I mean, cripes, I don't know how much you, you bench and squat. I mean, you know, I think all of us, right. We're in, in our early forties and somebody told me a couple of years ago that all you want to do in your sixties is be able to like move. Right. And if you don't take care of being able to squat and do some of this stuff. It's not about benching and curling. It's about like actual functional lifting and things, you know? And so that's, I kind of took that to heart and I think it's, uh, it's going to pay off. Can I ask a question about yoga, Matt, quick? Yeah, actually real quick. It's actually, that's what the uh, next toy story movie is about is that Andy finds out he can't walk as well as he used to. And so he has to go into some PT. (laughs) It's a fun movie, right? And the dolls are like, oh, don't throw me in the incinerator or whatever. Russell, yeah. that was worth it. Thank you. How, how was the first time you went into yoga? I feel like yoga or anything like that, or I know Rob started doing jujitsu. Rob, you could talk about jujitsu or Aaron, you, you've done a lot of, you know, whether it's cycling or whatever. The first time you go in has to be so intimidating for something like that. It's not like, we, especially when you're taking a class with other people, how did yeah. like you get the mental fortitude to be like, I'm going to take a yoga class and I'm going to walk in there for the first time ever when I've never done it. How was that? Well, I think it's the good thing about lifetime as opposed to like buying like a 10 pack or whatever, like a yoga studio is that it's, it's essentially free, right? Sunk costs, all that stuff. And so you just go in and if you like, like, but it is unbelievable. Yeah. Cause they'll be like, okay. And downward dog. And I'm just using the very basic ones, sure. and upward dog. And you're into a, 
you know, a, a star and all this stuff, right? You have no idea what those are even. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. And so you just have to like look around and see what everybody just, you're just copying what everybody else is doing and hoping you don't you, mess it up. Can I tell you what, it's I, all good. what I'm guilty of, Russell, is doing a lot of research before I go. I'll be like, you want to be prepared. First yoga class, what not to do. You know what I mean? Or what should I wear or something like that. And then I at least have an idea of like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Because I did a ton of that before jujitsu just to be confident that I wasn't going to like get in there and I'm like, what? Everybody's wearing clothes? Like, what? You, you, try to crane, you try to crane kick some guy. They're like, no, that's the karate class down the road. <laughs> I did go, I did go with Brandon from, from me dying. I did go with him to the first warrior sculpt class, whatever. And he was just like, no, nah, man, just, you know, put your shoes over there and grab a yeah, mat over here and make sure you got the, helps. you know, so that, that helps. Yeah, Russell, I mean, somebody. if you knew somebody, if you knew somebody who liked to go to like a workout class and you could go with them, you know what oh, I mean? No. Like if you had a workout buddy, I think nope, that would really nope, 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 help. No, 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 no. I don't do, I don't <laughs> like doing, I don't like doing team workouts. Like I got into running a while back. I ran a half marathon. I've only run, run one race in my entire life. It was a half marathon. Yeah. But That's I don't want to train with anyone. I don't run a run with anyone. When I was running the mar- half marathon and there were people running in front of me and talking to each other while I was like barely breathing. It annoyed the shit out of me. I don't, I don't, I'm not down with like joint workout stuff. A grump, not my thing. A grumpy Russell running the half marathon is one of the least surprising uh, yeah. images I have in my head. <laughs> Rob, you want to know the grumpiest I got during the half marathon? Uh, you know, I do Russell. Well, other than the last two miles where I was barely making it, but half marathon is the Richfield half marathon. Matt Richfield, 66 between 66, 75th. Somewhere yeah, when you start out the ice arena, right, and then you head yep. over to to uh, you know by the post office, and you go around Richfield Lake, then you get to Wood Lake, and then you run up 70th, I think, before Taft you cut around the junior bit. high, and then over to Half Park, and then back over to the ice arena. Mm. Yep. So anyway, so the I did the Richfield Half Marathon a few years ago, and you're supposed to go through the whole city, kind of a big circle, but there was part of the city that was underwater. It was the the Nature Center was too wet to run through. So essentially, the half marathon went down halfway through Richfield, and then you turned around and ran back the exact same way you came. Nope. So I'm running the half marathon. I'm doing, I'm happy I'm doing good or whatever, but I hit like the three mile mark, and all of a sudden I see the fast people coming back at me. Like they're they're on their way back. Oh no. When I've still got like yeah, and I've still got, oh, or maybe four, oh, but I've still got oh. two thirds of the race to run, and I'm seeing the like the the five minute mile guy coming mm-hmm. running past me, and I'm like, it was the most demoralizing thing. That was the worst thing about the half marathon where I got grumpy. how how did they know you didn't just turn around early, like you know, like gym class or whatever, like <laughs> football drills, or you're like, oh, just turn around right. You know now. what, Rob? What that is a good question. Now the fact that I ran the whole thing really annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> They got censors. Yeah. You would have been censored. It's like, oh, you know, first at, is at first end. is so and so from Kenya. Second is Russell. Wow, that's uh, from Richfield. <laughs> did not see yeah. that. Did not see that comment. <laughs> what I have found, Russell, is that the group classes, right? Like, if I if it's just some random Tuesday and I get up, right, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go run five miles today at the gym and get a lift in, right, and I just don't feel it. I'll probably end up running like two or three miles and it'll be a real easy lift and I'll be out of there. Right. But I know if I'm in a class, I'm going to go and I'm going to start and I'm going to end. I'm not going to walk out of that class early. So I know I'm going to get like that 45 or an hour in. And that's what I like about it is that as long as I get my ass to the class, I'm going to at least get that good workout. So that's what I have found about 
the group classes anyways. Oh, well, you can't quit in a group class. Like no, I could be on the verge of death really. and I'd be like, I'm still stepping up these steps. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling going, Rob, Robert. How's it going with you? Uh, did I tell you guys my gee pants story? Yeah. No. Where I was out, uh, I was just getting ready to roll the guy. Over or through the loop? Unleash it or <laughs> over the top? So so the gee pants, the only way they attach to you is there's a tie on the top. So you pull it, right? I'm just about to, to roll with this guy who's a higher belt than me. So it's a little intimidating, but I'm feeling pretty confident. Like I'm starting to get some things. I know what some things are. I know what some terms are. I'm, I feel... The second before we start wrestling each other, the guy looks at me and goes, your pants are on backwards. And then it's like, beep. And we start, you could not, there's nothing you can do that and have somebody say your pants are on backwards where it doesn't throw you off completely. Like there's, you could be walking down the street. You could be hitting a shot in billiards championship. You could be doing like driving a car. And if somebody says your pants are on backwards, it throws you off every time. I could not mentally recover from that. You know what I would have done, Rob? Yeah. I would have said crisscross once makes me want to oh. jump, jump, and then I would have armbar the <laughs> shit out of that guy. Oh, God. That'd be <laughs> so good. It. Snapped it. I'd be like, well, I'd be like, well, what you just said to me is pretty wiggity, 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 whack. So he um, messed with you before he took you down and choked you out. Yeah, yeah. And then he humiliated me uh, in front of everybody. So that was kind of a fun group class. It's like yoga, except one person totally sits on top of you and doesn't let you move until were, it beeps. So were your pants actually on backwards? 100%. Okay. I realized oh. in the locker room because I said it out loud. I go, I said, your pants are on backwards. He goes, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, well, that maybe was a joke or whatever. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I I feel like that's one of those things too, where, hey, the barn door is open mm-hmm. or cows are getting out, just all that them. stuff. If your fly's down, right? But then every once in a while, you just tell somebody, hey, your fly's down just to make them look kind of a thing. So I didn't know if he was just messing around <laughs> with you or not. So I did that at my last two jobs. Did not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. There's a there's a Fool new song. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> there's a song on the upcoming release by a band. I think they're called The Night Beat, and the name of the song is Hot Gee. So I thought of you and I heard that wrong. Well, so now, so now there's a guy in the class I'm kind of friends with, and like he was the first guy I, I rolled with, and he's super nice, and everybody has their name on their belt, and this guy's name is Mike, right? So I'm rolling with Mike yesterday at class. I vault over him, normal move. I'm trying to get my knees over to go from a side mount to a full mount. So I'm sitting on his chest, right? I vault my knee over and Mike and I were, he's the guy who put me in the electric chair the other day where he split my legs wide enough where I tapped. So we like, we're like friendly-ish. A wishbone, if you will. My knee hits his hand on the floor and I hear a crunch and he goes, oh, no. ah, and I stand up immediately and I go, oh, my God. And he goes, oh, and the whole class stops and looks at me. And I'm like, this oh. is my greatest fear. This is what I knew was going to happen. I'm a big fat guy doing jujitsu. And later I said to him a million times, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mike. You know, I'm just, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, you know, Mike, I, I'm so, and he's like, he's like, well, he got some ice on. He's like, oh, I don't think it's broken, but I think I'm going to get an x-ray. And then oh. I look. <laughs> Everyone knows. And, and and he had just gotten a, a new, he had just, he had just gotten up to a blue belt. And I look at his belt and on his belt, it says Dave. Oh. So <laughs> called him the wrong name. <laughs> not only have I been calling this guy Mike for two weeks, oh. like across the locker room. Hey, Mike. Oh. oh yeah, Mike, what you just said. And Mike, Mike, Mike. And I'm using his name to remember it. You know what I mean? I'm doing that thing. I'm like, Mike, Mike. His name is fucking Dave. Oh, no. And I was like, what the fuck? So now I'm like, Oh, by the way, I think I've been calling you Mike for the last two weeks. 
I'm so sorry. I know your name is Dave. And he's holding this just busted up wrist. He's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I was like, oh my God, I am just making this worse. <laughs> you I am that guy. Go back. That, was a, that was a big reason why when I got on, I was like, guys, I'm not having a good day. Cause that happened like two days. I've just, I've been so like. It's kind of oh, hard man. to go back. What are you going to do? I, you, I got to go back. Like, he said, oh, it's no big deal. You know, this is what happens in jujitsu. Like, I was like, what? This is what happens? This is going to happen to me? Oh, I can't hurt my wrist. Oh, it'd be. Yeah. You just got to bite. You got to bite that bullet and just go back and hang out and everything will be fine. Oh. Right. Cause he sounds like a good dude, but yeah. I hope like in a year we can laugh about how I called him Mike. And he's not like, <laughs> and he's not like, I can never do jujitsu again. My, they had to amputate my hand. You fat piece of hey, shit. I, my, my whole first year of college, Barry from Burnsville didn't know my name. So it's all right. You can still be friends with people after. Some people so. don't even know your voice after like years of listening, man. Like the equivalent of like a thousand hours of listening. They have no idea so who you, you are. Think you know people. Listen, yeah. let's talk about the album. Oh, this is a music podcast. The, really though, when I saw his Let's name was Dave, I was like, oh, "That's yeah. even worse than breaking the guy's head." It was. Yeah. You guys correct people if they say your name wrong. Yeah. No, I. I uh, what if it's only for this situation? What if it's in a group like, setting? Hey, it happens to everybody, right? Like, oh, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's Matt. What if it's you know. what if it's in a group setting though, in front of like maybe five to ten guys in the locker room? Like, would you say, "Oh no, actually, my name's uh, Dave." That'd be humiliating. Excuse me. Might, it's not yeah. thin dick. It's thick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do- Dr. Thick Dick to you. <laughs> Dr. Roberto this, Thick Dick. I, you know what? And I'll try to correct. I'll try to be like, if you're a third party in that situation, yeah. I'll try to, you know, kind of mm. jokingly say, oh, no, you know, it's, that's Rob, you know, just, well, just to take the pressure off of both sides. Could have used you guys in the group class. Not going to lie. Uh, listen, talk about Eminem this week. Now, we have discussed how we're going to do this album because this album, I think, is just a straight-up relic of 2000. It's it's a... it's yeah. a. I, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I listened to this album once and I tried to go through it again and I couldn't do it. I could barely yeah. get through it once. But here's a, here's, a, here's a crazy thing. What year do you think Eminem was born? It got to be mm. one as old as us, I'd say, right? A little older? Uh, 75. Like 72. No. He was born yeah. in 72. That means that this wow. last year, he turned 50. He released Damn. an album like four years ago. You can't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, and here's the problem, right? Is I looked everywhere. I said, did Eminem ever apologize for what he said on any of these albums? And I found one example of an apology. He apologized for using the F slur against Tyler, the creator in 2018. So he didn't apologize for everything. He apologized for doing it once in 2018. I'm like, this guy still doesn't get it, right? This stuff's so bad, though. Like, what's an apology even mean at this? It's, it's horrible, right? Yeah. So here's the question, Wait, how, right? How do you come back from most of what he said on here? Let me let me give you a history yeah. of the album, then we can talk about how we should look at this. Because basically, it's 2000. It's year 2000. It's right after his huge year rap rock. 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000, three guys from a podcast did a podcast episode about Eminem, and they had nothing to say Wondered about the music. Wondered what a podcast so was in 2000. In the yeah. year 2000. It's actually, they're kind of just staring at each other, hoping that someone else takes it. Maybe that this would end very quickly. So... He's, he comes out with My Name Is on the prior album. Huge hit. It's a crossover hit. Rock stations are playing it. Rap stations are playing it. Everybody's playing it, right? Giant. He did most of the beats on this album. Dre comes back, does almost all the beats on this album. He releases this album in 2000. It debuts at number one. 
In the term of rap albums ever, where do you think this sits as how many it's sold? Like, what's its place? It's got to be high. high. I bet. You got a white rapper, it's got to be high. Yeah, probably number it one. It is number one. This is yeah. the best-selling rap album of all time. That is that mind-blowing? So first yeah. of all, he's like 2000. He's almost 30 when he releases this. It's the best-selling rap album of all time. Those two things absolutely blow my, blow my mind. The album shows off Eminem's undeniable skills as a rapper, right? But it's got a lot of super uncomfortable, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it, uncomfortable. It's all about, it's, there's spousal stuff, there's uh, LGBTQ stuff. Like, it's, it, the year 2000, you, it was, you knew not to say that stuff, right? Am I crazy? Like, when I went to college, I knew not to use those words. I don't think, you know what, I think we, historically looking at it, I think we think that now, and I think that's the way we would have comported ourselves when we were that age. Yeah. At that time, but... I don't, I don't remember people saying right like, hey, edge. you bought an Eminem album, you're, you're doing something wrong. I mean, if that many people bought it at, at some point, I think, I think people look at this differently now. Whether, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I have un, at least one Eminem album that got thrown out with the rest of my stuff that got thrown out last week. But I'm not an Eminem fan, but I think it's horrible when you look at it now. And I, yeah. I don't remember people saying that it was horrible like that then, but I could, maybe I'm just, I mean, closed minded or was at the point. I, think I don't he, know. Yeah. I think people called out the F slur, but not to the degree they might now. Yeah. It sort sounds of really to, gross now. Doesn't oh, it? Yeah, it's unlistenable. Yeah. And yeah. You, just, you can't listen. There's whole songs on this where he's talking about his ex-wife. I, I had to turn because I was like, I can't, yeah. I, and I couldn't even I had, risk listening I had a, to this at work. I had a perfect moment yesterday. I was I was trying to finish getting through this album. I got all the way to the end of it, uh, or track 12 or 12 or 13, doesn't matter. I don't want to mention the one. I got so far into it that I couldn't listen anymore. Switched to the jazz radio station. They were playing Klaus by Joni Mitchell. I was like, I've never been so glad to hear Joni Mitchell my entire fucking life. So, so here's the question, right? Is that how do we look at this album? Because obviously part of it is he's saying stuff just to be offensive. Like he's doing that. Yeah juvenile 30-year-old thing yeah. you do. Um, but to just say like, oh, it's all a big joke, that's not fair either. Because he obviously, it's not just like not him. So my question is, is can you look at this album in the same way you would watch a horror movie? Right? Because if you watch a horror movie, you don't think to yourself, oh, the director's a terrible person. The art, the uh, actors are terrible people. It's just telling a story that's terrible. Can you do that with this album? Like some people describe this album as horror core. I mean, some of the songs like Stan, when I listen to it, I get goosebumps every time at the ending. Like it's a real, a powerful story. Can you do that? Or yeah. is that, is that, is that kind of washing this album over? I don't know. I think he delivers. And I mean, we're going to get to the album, right? And then get yeah. past it. But I think he delivers so much of this in the first person so convincingly that it's hard to look at it as just entertainment. I think what you can really look at this album is, is this is a great snapshot of the two of the year 2000. Right, it's yeah, this so weird. You want to know where the anti woke movement was born? It's like this was what was going on. It's this weird pre nine eleven time of like, oh, I kind of remember when this was an album you could have and play and not be like I fired immediately. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to skip. I'll, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to skip every skit. The skits are terrible. I, I think this album might have killed the skit, the concept of the skit. They're they're just awful. One of the skits is literally his manager going like, "Hey, your record doesn't sell enough." When his last album was like a number one hit, like even just to put that on there and treat us like we're so stupid. Oh, first up, kill you. 
There is definitely a Dr. Dre feel on this, like heavily yeah. produced by Dr. Dre, right? Like, yeah. I, the, the thing I kept coming back to on a lot of these songs was the music, the the beats and everything sound awesome. Eminem sounds super yeah. talented. I just the message is something I will just never be able to reconcile. No. I it, I wish he would have just done stuff with D12. When he's doing stuff with D12, it's fun. He's like, it's kind of lighthearted. That's what I wish it was. I wish my blue and yellow purple pills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Russell, bring it in. Next up, Stan. So Stan, of course, samples Dido. So Dido gets huge in a year after this because of this song. Dido's in the video for this song. Right. And this song is literally Eminem acting like a fan writing him. And basically getting more and more unhinged. And the, when he says, like, oh, we should be together, it gives me goosebumps. Because you realize, like, oh, this is like a, you're dipping into insanity here. Did you guys know that Stan is in the dictionary and it's a portmanteau? It's I didn't know that Stan was a portmanteau of, but, I believe it's stalker and fan, which is Stan. Oh, I, I never knew that. Did you guys know that or not? No, because no, I, I thought I thought Stan just meant like, oh, you know, we stand a short game. Like, like you, right. yeah, you, you like it. I think it's a portmanteau of stalker and fan, and it's oh. actually in the dictionary now. The meaning of Stan is an extremely or excessively enthusiastic and devoted fan, mm. and it's actually in the dictionary. And it made me start thinking: What are the other songs in the world that have created oh, new boy. words that are now oh, in the dictionary? Wow! Wow! So we're gonna do a you list. Got a list. This is this list is already this. a top one list. This is a great list. I kind of wanted to listen to some music other than Eminem, so we're going to do these songs yeah, like instead. I'll tell you what, Russell, I agree. Magic Mike is our stand. Yeah. <laughs> Should I not say Absolutely that? Is that bad? Not. So this, this, these are the best songs that popularized words that eventually became so common that they actually got added to the old English dictionary, I believe. The, the, the old the one English that everyone, dictionary. Old English. What's the what's the what's the main Marion Webster? Marion Webster. Oxford. There we go. All right. First song on the list is from 19. Old I, uh, I think it's 67. We've covered this album remember. once before. It's Aretha Franklin. The song is respect. And she popularizes the term proper props, which becomes or she does. All I'm asking in return, honey, is to give you my propers. My propers, and propers ends home. up becoming props. Which ends up making the dictionary. So we got to check out the song where she references it. Wow. This is the first use of this. And she said that was a big slang in Detroit about meaning mutual respect. And so she used that in the song. It popularizes the the term. And now people say, hey, I got to give Aaron props Props. for something all the time, right? I thought for sure she was saying profits my whole life. That you need to give her her profits. Russ, this is already a great list. I'm so excited about this list. I'm not going to lie. Next song on the list, this is actually, let me explain it quick. So one of the ones we've heard, that I didn't know this was in the dictionary, but it actually is. It's the word shizzle, which is often used with, oh, shizzle, which has been made famous by Snoop Dogg, right? right of course. And in the dictionary, it says it's, it essentially describes the phrase for certain or, or absolutely for sure. And so, I, you know, I thought for sure that Snoop Dogg was the one that's made this popular, but it turns out, um, e, is it E-40? Is he E-40 the big, E-40 Vallejo. is the big barrier rapper. And he yeah. said, 
Where this really got made popular was from a song from 1981 from a guy called Frankie Smith. The song is Double Dutch Bus. Check this out. What? Here comes all the Izzle. Let it go for a little bit, Rob. What? Yes. So I would like. Would it shock you if Snoop Dogg was digging through a crate and came across this at one point, Aaron? No, I mean not at all. That's like a weird, like wow, banana fan of full fan type song. That's incredible. That is so good, Russell. Oh my! Next song on the list is one of I think Matt's favorite bands. This is Beastie Boys. The phrase that they popularized in 1994 was "mullet." I didn't know that "mullet" wasn't a common phrase before this. It wasn't. No. I mean, I guess it started somewhere, right? Mullet is a great if, name, though, for that if haircut. If you can hear it, what they're singing is, cut the sides, don't touch the back. Yeah. And so... Are you serious? I thought, yeah, the Beastie Boys, if you look it up, popularized the term mullet on the song Mullet Head. Oh, my God. And it is now in the dictionary. <sighs> Guys, are some of my parody songs going to cause words to become things? Oh my God, I can't wait for that. Rob, have you ever gone full on mullet? I could see you going with the oh, mullet. Oh, yeah. Look. I did last year yeah. for sure. Shave the sides. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Try to get the long back. You know, in college, I did a full mullet. Like my hair was really long and I would grease down the back and then keep it poofy and long on top. I had a full <laughs> Yarmir Yager. I called it the I called it the Yager. The Yager. It, it was a full on. Who's got the greatest mullet in the history of mullets? My Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, there you go, man. Yeah, Billy I, Ray Cyrus. Don't yeah. break my heart. I gotta go with Tiger King. I mean, it's that's <laughs> what that's all I can think of. My kid and I have been rewatching that. I'm telling you, it's great. It's trash. It's great. All right, next song on the list. This is now in the 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 dictionary, and it's defined as excitedly energetic or uninhibited when it comes to sexual manner, also known oh. as getting jiggy with it. Jiggy oh. <laughs> is in the dictionary. Will Smith. Oh. This is a wild video to go back and look at. Oh, well. What are we doing? Jiggy is in the dictionary. It is. Wait a minute. This is not the most wild uh, Will Smith video, though. And I'm not talking about the slap. If you think I'm going to do a slap bit, that's not what I'm doing. Oh, no. Oh, no, Will. Will, don't do it. He's gone full puff daddy. Hokey bad move bad. Oh no, Will. Oh, everybody turn on right now the video to get in jiggy with it. Oh no. Oh Will. Look at this. Puff, Look at that. Look Will. at that puff jacket. Jeez. He was like, what if Jimiroquai was dressed obnoxiously? <laughs> <laughs> That's the video I want. <laughs> oh my god, oh, Will. Oh, big Willie styles. Anything but in this video. Oh no! Oh, God, you hate to see that. Now, not the most, not the most awkward. He also got, I believe, in one of the songs in this Man album, he gets called out by Eminem. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his raps. Yeah, sell records. Nope. Well, I do. So f him and f you too. And he, right. he ended up making the best-selling rap album of all time. So he's right. Here's the deal. Look at this video. Of course, this is the scene where Will Smith. Now. He dances with the alien, but I want to remind you, this is a song in a movie where the song was written about the movie. 
We how talked is, about this once before how on the is, podcast. How, yes. How is that possible? Wouldn't he have to see the movie to make the song? <laughs> but how would you make a song? Wait. Well, who's gets the writing credit? Go, go look up who's got the writing Rob, credit. Rob, you wrote the bet. did a better podcast before we ever did an episode, I think. The song. <laughs> Wait, what? Who wrote this? Didn't you write the Beck did a better song before we ever did an episode? That was future Rob. He came back, oh. but he still hasn't caught up with present yeah. Rob. You know what? You're He's right, Russell. Of us by a day. Oh my He's god! Tomorrow, I am Big Willie style. I did write All that. Right. Last song on the list hmm. is in the dictionary. Use as a reference to a sexually attractive buttock, sexually attractive hmm. or sexually or shapely. The song is "Bootylicious" hmm. by oh, Destiny's Child. Man. There's a song. Not ready for this, Shelly. Rob, are you ready for this jelly? You know, Aaron said he wasn't. Are you? Well, wait, I have to mute this real quick. I, I, I can't jelly this dick. And, never mind. Never mind. So those, so Only some of our callers would call in and give us that joke. So that is the list of the greatest songs ever that popularized terms that eventually made it into the dictionary. I will say bootylicious is a perfect term. Like, as soon as you say bootylicious, you know what they're talking about. You don't need to explain it. Like, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what shizzle means, but I know what bootylicious means. You know. I know. Everybody knows. Uh, next up, Who Knew, produced by Dr. Dre. Yeah, this is, this sound is just what Dre was doing at the time, yeah. just making and, and that whole, be like this. And that whole song is basically Eminem talking about do the lyrics I say make people do bad things. Uh, of course, it's it's like where you're like, actually, Eminem's smart. He makes me think. Uh, skit. I'm gonna skip that. The way I am. This is the second single. Hey yo. And this is one of the only rap songs to rely on this. Oh, I don't have it written down, but this cadence where it's like a, a night before Christmas type cadence with the rap, like it's this extra beat at the end, uh, which is makes Aaron, it sound so different. What do you think so of Eminem as a rapper? Forget the lyrics, forget the tone or the message, just his skill. What What's your impression? I think people get really caught up in his style because he was really at both the on the way up and sort of the pinnacle of people really, really trying to outdo themselves with lyricism and multi-syllabic rhymes and mm-hmm. inter internal inter, rhymes. Inter, yeah. Internal rhymes. Thank you. So technically I think he's at the top. He could write a great rhyme. I think he lacks charisma. And I think, you know, that's what like he raps about Biggie and Pac a lot and he just doesn't have the charisma that they have. And I think he has it in some songs, but when you listen over a whole album, it gets a little bit, uh, uninspiring. You, you, you want to hang out with Snoop. You maybe even want to hang out with Dr. Dre. You definitely want to hang out with Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all I want to do honestly is see what that guy does in a day. I would love to see you. I mean, he probably has that butt at his house, right? Rob Rex and effect. You want to hang out with them? <sighs> I mean, I would go to racks with Rex and effects. Rob at racks with Rex and effects. Do you guys know what Rax is? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. The old no. roast beef restaurant that had the alligator cups. Nobody knows a Rax? What? Oh, my God. Okay. R-E-X. Look it up. It was so good. Here's the thing. Okay. Really good, actually. Roast beef and shakes. That was their bit. They had shakes and roast beef. Huh. Let me think. Why do I look the way I do? Maybe because one of my favorite restaurants was roast beef and shakes. 
two Worst things you could go down, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> not many. Uh, he that's so so far. You have this album, right? Think you're the record label. You're like, okay, what single are we going to release first? All of these songs are depressing. Each one more depressing than the last. So, so they say, well, listen, we need a popular sound. He comes up with this, the first single. I mean, this, this is the one that was just huge, right? Huge. The one you know all the words. You don't even know how you know the words. No. This was huge. It's previously discussed on the best songs featuring the harpsichord list. Oh, my God. Russell, that is so good. But that, I mean, that's a bop. Like, you, that song is a bop. You you hear it, you sing it, you know it. That is the first single off this album. Uh, yeah, remember Me. Uh, I'm going to oh. play a little... Uh, is it, who is am I playing? This is a guy from Onyx. And what you realize, oh, sorry, I stopped that real quick. What you realize is how bad the lyrics are when somebody's saying it who's not Eminem and with his skills, you're like, oh, this is pretty gross what I'm listening to. Uh, let's see, what, what do I got next? All I know is Onyx is heavyweight and still undisputed. Still undisputed. <laughs> Just so you know. Nobody made me run into more people in middle school except beside Onyx. Uh, let's see. I'm back. This is the fourth single. This song sounds like it's straight out of 2000. I murder a rhyme, one word at a time. You I mean, it's just like of a mind, it's perverted as mine. You, you can place you know another that note. That another tone. interesting thing about Eminem songs. I was curious what you guys think of this. Beyond the language, everything else, there's a lot of pop culture references and people references. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that thinks that doesn't hold up. Clearly, this does not hold up at all. No, but yeah. There's a lot of the stuff like references to whether it's Britney Spears, Christopher Reeve, uh, Fred Durst. Nine there's Inch all Nails. these pop culture references and people references. Insane Clown Posse, right? Yeah. That, that That just don't really hold up, right? Like we know who they are because they were when we were kids or we were in our early 20s. But I would say if you listen to this now, you would have no idea what he's talking about no. for half of it, right? Unless no. you're somebody who, when I say I had a haircut like Yarmir Yager, you know exactly what I'm talking about. and <laughs> You actually didn't have to think twice about it. That's right. who this album is for. It's for people who are Eminem's age and 10 years younger, because again, he was 30. He, yeah, he had such a narrow worldview. It was different than musicians who want to make something universal. He, like, he really needed to rap about six people who he knew in the business at the time. Yeah, I think, like, how many songs have Christopher Reeve references? I think Oof. it's quite a few. Why, yeah, why right? can't you let that one go? Right. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Uh, Marshall Mathers, this is about the lawsuit from his mom for the song about her on the first album. So, there you go. Another terrible song. Another it, this, terrible it's song. hard to listen to this stuff. It's it's, uh, it's just, terrible. just just it's, keep playing the music. It was sort of unique yeah. to him at the time that he like put his real name out there. Like it wasn't done by a lot of rappers. It was a, it seems like it was a marketing type thing for him. Uh, it's like Nick, how we don't put our real names out on this podcast yeah. <laughs> ever and never by mistake. Okay, ever, ever, ever. Next up, drug it, ballad. It did happen a few weeks ago. I missed it. Shit. I hope nobody doxes me. I like this one, oh, actually. Yeah, at least it's an upbeat beat that you can dance to it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Amityville. This is what, another reason why I think it might be a horror album. He's rapping about bad things that happened in Amityville. I love the vibe to this one. Again, lyrics and all the beat, it gets so beyond dark, but the the, the bounce yeah. to it, I don't know what it is, the it's back and forth. Yeah. is really cool. Another interesting thing is I believe Eminem just got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2022. Wow. 
And he was one of the few people that got inducted. He was also nominated along with Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, Tribe Called Quest, and Beck. But Beck did not get elected to the Hall of Fame, I believe, this oh. year. But Eminem did. So when it comes to getting ousted from the Hall oh. of Fame because Eminem beat you, who did it better? Beck did it better. Good job, Amazing. Russell. Uh, next up, uh, be pleased. This has Snoop, Nate Dogg. Uh, an exhibit. Now listen. I mean, listen to Nate Dogg here. Exhibit. Hit my ride. This Nate Dogg is so good. This this sound that he has is so good. Oh, I love Nate Dogg. Uh, we're gonna skip Kim. Uh, I mean, I. Uh, yeah. Could you listen to 30 seconds just, of that? Like it's no. I just wrote down terrible, terrible, terrible. It just yeah, is just skip it. How that could skip be it. released is beyond me. Under the influence. Now here we have D12. It's fun. D12 is fun. Definitely skilled, man. He's he's got a sound, he's got a a way he can he, rhyme. Yeah, he could really yeah, use words. Really impressive. So yeah. criminal last song on the album. He he comes in with the same intro he did in an earlier song on an earlier album, basically saying like, "I don't care what you think of me. Uh, I don't think like, do you really think I really believe this stuff I'm saying?" And then he launches into what I would say is one of the most homophobic songs I've ever heard in my entire life, which totally shows you that he is not kidding. He is not repentant. He is not just trying to be like scandalous. I don't, it's uh, the fact that he's still doing this in like 2018. I think it just tells you it's not, not it's, it's, it's not great. Now the question is this guys, are we skilled enough as podcast professionals to no. pull this episode out of the nosedive that this album has put it in? Can we do it? I don't it? think so. No. Can we do it? No. I think we can. I think we can, Russell. Let's get into the rating system. Um, should we even do the rating system? We know what we're going to say, right? You got to at least play the song. Everybody's it's true. The show, the patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Rolling well-toned. Rolling grown, rolling grown, or rolling grown. What do you think, Russell? This just feels uh, to me so dark and so hateful. It's not what I want to what what I want to get out of music. Um, this is the first one where I've kind of thought I don't even know if this one should be on the list. I understand where it was so popular at the time and everything, but part of going through the list and part of Rolling Stone making the list is kind of looking back on you know where this should fall now and just um, I, the message to me is is so dark and and not what I'm looking for. It's the first one where I would say. I'm a little surprised it's even on the list. I'm going to say Rolling Grown. I think Eminem's an extremely skilled musician or rapper, but the message is just not what I'm looking for for music. All right, Matt, what do you think? Rolling, well, rolling Grown, Rolling Grown, or Rolling Grown? Uh, I'm going to go with Rolling Groaned. Does that mean that it should be lower on the list? No, that means it should be way higher on the list. But a lower number. No, and again, it's a higher number. You have to think of it like a teeter-totter. Oh. Right? Gotcha. By uh, the way, rolling how many times Russell. have you ever been on an old school teeter totter? Like a real yep. big long one that yeah. they still have some yep. places? Yep. Your tailbone gets so busted up on those things. Have you ever gotten on those yeah. with your kids and you realize that your kids are the most deceitful people to ever be alive when they immediately well, hop off? 
you just Rob, you, you, you think you my, think you could be like you used to be a kid where yeah. you lift your legs up. Yes. If you lift your legs up and you just go crashing down, that's that's your. I'm gonna belt. pretend that's like I knew what that was like as a kid, and I didn't just come crashing yeah. down no matter what out of teeter totter. You should invite <laughs> Mike from your jujitsu class to go teeter totter with you at the at the park when you go back to class. This is gonna make amends. Yeah. Mike, you and I are best friends ever, Dave. Uh, Rosie, what do you think? Matt, did you give your rating? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I said it is rolling grown. grown, and I asked you to be higher on the list, and that means no, it should have a higher number, <laughs> oh, no. but lower on the list. Oh, man, you nailed so, it. You got this grown, simple system down. Rolling grown, take it off the list, don't make people listen to this, rolling grown. Yep, uh, you're wrong. It's rolling never a gone, okay? I'm never going to listen to this album again. Don't need to. Don't even need to talk about it anymore. In fact, it's kind of ruined our podcast. Okay. So, we, so we're wrong. Kind of it's did. not rolling grown. Yeah. It's we're, a, we're wrong. I, you know what? I kind of dreaded doing this all week because of this. We got to come up with a solution to this next time. Meh. We'll definitely. I have a solution that we could do next time. What's that? I would like to make a proposal. Sure. Are you proposing to us or somebody else? <laughs> Matt. Matt. Russell. <laughs> Russell, let's practice this. You better be clear on who you're proposing to here. Let's practice this right now, Russell. Is, I'm is gonna a say, proposal on the podcast? I, okay, it's a proposal. What am I going to say? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Oh, sorry, Russell. I don't have a joke about proposal. It's actually not a joke. You actually shouldn't joke about that. It's serious business. We could do, Rob. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some joy to your guys' world right now. Ooh, I don't yeah. know if this one's on YouTube or not, but I'm gonna bring joy. The Muppets Mayhem, the Muppets show has been out, and they also actually released an album oh. on Friday. What? And so the Muppets album is out. So maybe the next time what we could do is instead of doing a bad album, we can do the Muppets album. Let's do it. I love it. Let's do but it. Rob. We can do this anytime next time, too. But one of the reasons I really wanted to bring this up is one of the songs, they've got a lot of covers, Bridge Over Troubled Water, um, Can You Picture That, a lot of different songs, True Colors. The one that jumped out to me is one of Rob's five favorite songs ever. God Only Knows is covered by Dr. Teeth and the Ooh. Electric Mayhem yes. on their new album. Up. I thought we would have to cover that at some point. For sure. I thought, yeah. you're gonna, I thought you were going to say Hot for Teacher. For sure. No. God Only Knows. Hmm. I don't know if you can pull it up. I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything yet, Rob, but you guys will love this album. I, I guarantee you will get enjoyment out of it. I'd be without. <laughs> yes. Right? Tell me this isn't a top three pop song right now. Tell it to my face. I'm listening. Isn't this great? Awesome. This is so good. So I haven't watched the I haven't watched the show yet, but I did see an article how they had released their first album ever. I but I, I don't know if it's the first Muppets album. I think in I don't know how many years, ten years or so, but it's the Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. They've got twenty two songs, hour and three minutes. Twenty two songs in an hour. Wow. That is an album That's, we want to listen. to. We gotta listen to that album, Russell. If proposal, you know what I say to that. I do. Okay. I do. I do think that's a good we idea. Do. Okay. I do like all your silverware in my house. Okay. I do like these two baseball cards that are here. I don't, I'm going to rip these up and throw them away. I don't need them. All right. Next up next week. Now, some people would say, Oh, Rob, did you look up what's album is next week to write a joke down? And the answer is yes. And you're going to know that I did when you hear this great bit that I have <clears throat> coming right now. Next up. Damn it. Oh, you know what? I I thought this was the album that only had one L line on it. But it's got a parallel lines. It's parallel lines by Blondie. 
he's still I have no idea what's on this album. Got it. <laughs> I still got it. I know what's on it because I listened to this album instead of uh, You're smart. What we did last You're week. Smart. On accident. Oh, you, instead of Led Zeppelin? Yeah. I just got mixed up over so. <laughs> I will not listen to that <laughs> Can you guys imagine if we did what Matt did and go ahead two albums and then find out we're wrong and we have to go back and record? Like if we had to go back and record like Bob Dylan, Highway 61 again, like. End of the podcast. Forget it. Oh, I was going to say it would be, Aaron, I was going to say it would be a lot of fun because I'm with friends, but. <laughs> Rob, I was going to ask if I did make that proposal. Yes. And they asked, is that the same ring that I bought for that AARP ass? Oh, Russell. I mean, <laughs> you're going to you're gonna say AARP ass at the end? I'm saying if they ask and say, is that my rig or is that the ring you bought for that AARP that ass? That is so good. Aaron, what are you doing at your computer? I swear to God, if you put your head close to the camera again, <laughs> I cannot tired. take it. No, don't I'm do it. Awesome. I'm reading the list. Don't do it. I feel like a, oh, don't do it anymore. I can't take it. You know what? It. This I think the al- this is done. I feel like th- these two albums broke oh. Aaron tonight. Wait. These are rough. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing.